Hey there, welcome to Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple who like to shoot the shit about movies. I guess. So last week we had the Oscars, and it was a grand old time. Oh, amazing. Uh, However, we are recording this before the Oscars, so I'm assuming it was fun. Don't you remember when... Meryl Streep and Viola Davis got into a knockdown drag out cat fight on stage. I'm just assuming because now the Oscars every year is like a shit show. Oh yeah, and then Olivia Coleman threw that rock. Oh my god. <laughs> At Paul Rudd of all people. Paul Rudd? Yeah, I, I'm What not- did Paul Rudd ever do to you, Olivia? I- I'm surprised Paul Rudd was even invited, you know. Listen. Don't shade Paul Rudd, okay? He is a Hollywood treasure. <laughs> I'm not Although, saying. why he would be invited to the Oscars, I don't know. I don't think he had any. Was Ant-Man in the Quantumania <laughs> not- <laughs> nominated for an Oscar in 2022? I don't think it was. A year before it came, it came out. out. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I don't think so. So, now that we are done with the Oscars, we are continuing with three cool months. That's right, three cool months. Ah. And you know what that means. No. Scott, what's what's the trilogy that we have yet to complete here on Shoot the Flick? Um <gasps> High School Musical <laughs> 3 released in 2008. That's right, guys. It's finally done. This is the last high school musical thing we're gonna do on this goddamn show. <laughs> um we've done one and two before. Feel free to check out those episodes. Uh, I know there's like a TV show and a Sharpay spinoff movie, but we're not reviewing those because I have no nostalgic connection to them. So, fuck off. (laughs) This is it. This is our finale. Scott, tell me how you're feeling. (laughs) How are you feeling for this? Oh, I'm feeling great. You know, until they have High School Musical, the reunion um, we were actually secretly like planning what we would want in a high school musical 10-year reunion. But, th- you know, we'll talk about that maybe later. Scott, how are you feeling after slogging through high school musicals 1 and 2? Now that we're here at the finish line in high school musical 3, how are you feeling? I'm feeling probably the same as most of the actors were feeling in this movie. <laughs> Done. <laughs> finished like let's just get through this and move on because i think all of them are pretty much done with the disney channel after this yeah yeah they have aged out by this point i think <laughs> vanessa hutchins i think went on the spring breaker shortly after this sack efron became Dahmer, which i kept bringing up because he kept like doing things I'm like oh so you were working on jeffrey Dahmer. Years before you yeah, were Jeffrey were several, Dahmer. There were several times where Zac Efron looked quite sullen and somber in this movie. Apparently, this was right before he did Seventeen again, which was another, like, not really body swap move, but like a... Kid becoming adult. Which is basically big, if you listen to our big episode a couple months back, except just the reverse, <laughs> where he's an adult that becomes high school kid but yeah Sharpay also who's played by Ashley Tisdale she was on Sweet Life with Zach and Cody that show had ended I think this year so yeah even though she does get a spinoff later but nobody watched that I feel like I don't even know what the hell that is I I didn't know about it till fairly recently so I feel like nobody cares Corbin Blue went on to do Broadway so yeah everyone kind of moved on after this to varying levels of success in their careers (laughs) Corbin Blue went on to Broadway. <laughs> yeah, he played Usnavi 
in in the heights in 2010 which was two years after this he's done a lot of broadway actually really yeah oh god I'm still going to make fun of him for a jump rope movie. but I mean, you know. that's fine. You can make fun of him for this, too. I mean, yeah, you can make fun of him for High School Musical. That's fair. But he has a career other than this. <laughs> and Jump In or whatever it was called. I think it's called Jump In. But me, I think Kiki Palmer was in that. So you can't judge that movie too harshly. There's Kiki Palmer in that. And she's the shit. So, yeah. Here's the thing about High School Musical 3. It was the only High School Musical movie that was released in theaters. It actually had a budget, $11 million, which was the most expensive, obviously, High School Musical film. And the thing is, it loses a lot of its charm because of that. High School Musical 1 and 2 has an extra little kick of charm because of its low-budgetness. My wife has a common saying that she's used in the past in the show... Where she says, it's a sanitized asshole. I don't know if I've said that. <laughs> you have said that. Have I really? I don't think I've said that. You have. When have I said that? Multiple times. I don't remember this. <laughs> <laughs> I've said things are sanitized. I don't think I've said sanitized asshole. I'm fairly sure. <laughs> Are you sure you're not thinking about yourself? No, I'm not. Well, either way, yes, you're right. High School Musical 3 is a sanitized asshole version of its predecessors. <laughs> I love how you just attribute a phrase to me that I don't even remember. Maybe I was drunk when I said this. But yeah, it, it essentially is. You know what? I've only seen this movie once before watching it for this show. So I don't have really any nostalgic connection to this that I would defend it unnecessarily. I feel like in the past, both when we reviewed it, just me and Scott with High School Musical 1 and in our High School Musical 2 episode, we reviewed that movie with our friends from Film Rage, which is another great movie podcast. Feel free to check them out. But I feel like they all kind of judged me for defending those two films as much as I did. I feel like I was ob as objective as I could be in acknowledging that they're both not great films, but acknowledging also their je ne sais quoi, so to speak. Well, I think we acknowledge clearly that the films were not made for myself, Jim, and Bryce. <laughs> yes, middle-aged white men. I get, Yeah, for sure. For sure not made for them, and that's fine. I don't judge them for not liking it. I would probably find it a little weirder if they did like it. But, you know, I remember it having, like, a lot more songs for some reason than the two other ones. And it does have more songs, but not by a lot. Like, I don't think it's an abnormal amount of songs for a musical movie. Um, it's a little bit. Well, I think the problem is the songs are all bland and boring for the most, but there's really one song in this whole movie that I like. Well, actually two, but the second one is a retread of an old High School Musical song, so that doesn't really count. There's one original song in this movie that I like. So many of them are slow and sad, and it just, the whole purpose of the movie is, ah, we're leaving high school and moving on with our lives and being adults, and you would think that it wouldn't all just be, like, sad songs. There's one, like, pumped-up happy song in the beginning about them playing the basketball game, so that's about high school. Then there's one pumped-up happy song about them going to prom, which is about high school. You would think they would put in one happy song about looking forward to the future, but I don't think there was one, <laughs> which is kind of weird. I think the only one of those is 
Sharpay and Ryan song where she's like, we're going to rule the world. Yeah, but it's Sharpay. So it's like, it's just fabulous from High School Musical 2, but the diet version. That's the thing, too. There are a couple of diet versions of previous High School Musical songs that were much better. High School Musical 3 comes off on its whole as a diet version of high school musical a sanitized asshole as it were apparently that's my phrase i don't really know if i want to claim that but we're gonna go with it um (laughs) so some preliminary fun facts before we get into the nitty and the gritty hsm3 was directed and written by our previous guys that did the first two movies kenny ortega directed peter barsicini wrote the film it's got the worst rating on Rotten Tomatoes for all the High School Musical films. But despite the mixed reviews, we do have some awards that High School Musical 3 accrued. We have the Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Movie, which, you know, it's, it's, it's to be expected, I guess. It also won Best Male Performance for Zac Efron at the MTV Movie Awards, which beat out. Are you ready for this? Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you. Okay, hit me. Christian Bale for Dark Knight, Ugh. Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man, Ugh. and Vin Diesel for Fast and Furious. Okay, that, uh, well, that's a big franchise, so you yeah. would think, eh. But no, Zac Efron, I'm assuming that the teens and tweens of America were like, let's award Zac Efron for High School Musical franchise as a whole. Thank you, Zac Efron, for making us tween girls cream in our pants. But I just wanted to mention this one little thing that I thought you would find funny, considering we just watched the Oscars. All of the original songs in this film were submitted to be considered for Oscars in original song, but were rejected. All of them rejected. Rejected! And uh, that year, Jai Ho from Slumdog Millionaire ended up winning, rightfully so. None of the songs in this movie deserved to be nominated let's be real they were all bland as fuck i couldn't tell you the lyrics to two of them one original song i liked that was it and it wasn't even written by the people that wrote like all the other high school musical songs it was a new guy they hired and he wrote one song for the movie and it was the only song that i liked we'll talk about it but yeah I feel like the writers probably too, the songwriters, the screenwriter, Kenny Ortega probably was also just like, all right, let's end this. Let's we got a movie budget. Let's fucking do it to it and then be done with this shit. Well, you gotta think it's sad because you gotta figure you, you got a, what you said eleven million to make this. Yeah, you should have gone out with a bang if you're getting eleven million dollars to make this goddamn movie. Well, they they. I was going to say they did their best, but they really didn't. But I will say the ending of this movie, it did get me a little... I I felt things. And then it got weird. Not really. No. Well, a little bit, but we'll talk about it. But the ending of the movie, despite the fact that the preceding hour and 50 minutes was mostly boring... I, you know, I felt a twinge of emotion at the end because I am a High School Musical fan. So I've been with these people for the previous, what, three years. The first High School Musical came out in 06. So I felt things. Things were emoted. Emoted. You know, you got to give this movie credit where you can because it's it's hard. It's very difficult to give this movie credit for things. Um, with that said, do you, do you want to get into the nitty gritty now? <sighs> Are you ready for this? Scott, it starts off with a basketball game. You should be excited. 
No, it starts off stealing straight from fucking Teen Wolf. Yeah, why don't you talk about this basketball scene? Because you had a lot to say <laughs> in the opening scene. So, we start with a basketball... Well, correction. We start on Zac Efron's sweaty face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, girl. Which is directly, like, stolen from Teen Wolf. They know what we want, us teen girls. <laughs> and they're down by 19 in the championship game. And they end up going into halftime down 21. Which, for high school, is a lot. Yeah. Honestly, for anybody, it's a lot. <laughs> so they go into halftime and the coach gives his speech. Win one for me. You, the next 16 minutes is all that matters. Leave it all out there on the floor. And he walks away, and Troy gives his little speech, and then he looks at his man, Chad, and goes, say something, Corbin Blue. And Corbin Blue's like, um... War team! <laughs> War team! That's all he does. It's all he does. But immediately, I just want to mention, before Scott continues with the with the game, you can immediately tell, within the first frame of sweaty Zac Efron that the production value has increased significantly. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything looks bigger spatially. Everything looks crisper. Oh, it's more well lit. Yeah. We're in the big games now. We've graduated from Disney Channel into Walt Disney Motion Pictures. So we go back into this game. And of course, the Wildcats make this thrilling comeback. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to bring this up because there became a, a joke recently. That oh, no. In high school basketball, a game recently ended 4-2, to two, which is insane. Okay. It's such a low-scoring game, it's become a joke because high school basketball doesn't have a shot clock. So if you're up 21, you are running out this fucking game. There's no chance the Wildcats come back by 21. Ah, uh, but you don't know the Wildcats, Scott. <laughs> no, I don't know the Wildcats. What's he? Wildcats. Uh, but they, they make this frilling comeback, and... The only big thing that happens really in this comeback is Well the song. Well the song Now or Never. Yeah, oh yes, now or never. It's our first big song of the movie, Scott. It's to get us hyped up. It's Diet Get Your Head in the Game. <laughs> and the best part about this song again, this is one of the few things that I remembered going into this movie. I was like waiting for it and I saw like the whole crowd in the bleachers like turning over signs so it's like red and white for the Wildcats and then I was like oh Scott get ready get ready for it and then all of a sudden you just hear Gabriela Montez aka Vanessa Hudgens go oh my god it's so bad and I I feel bad because Vanessa Hudgens is talented but just that try I was like girl stop <laughs> and then they have like their little duet moment in the song like she's giving him the strength to kick ass oh my god it's so intense and then yeah they finish the song and then the last play of the game happens mm -hmm. they're tied now it's an amazing thing so he goes bring in rocket man oh god <laughs> we don't need to call him right we can call him new troy rocket man <laughs> elton john new troy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I vaguely remember it in this movie before going into it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure they try to set up like new versions of the characters for like a East High fucking next generation situation. I don't know. I vaguely remembered that. And then sure enough, in the last play of the game that wins the Wildcats, the whole thing, D Troy, instead of taking the winning shot, passes it to New Troy. 
who I didn't even write down who he's played by because I don't care. Uh, and he makes the basket and the Wildcats win. Yeah, what team Wildcats? <laughs> so, yay, great, awesome, right? But yeah, they throughout the entire movie, they have a subplot with New Troy. New Troy also just happens to have a black best friend. Like, can you believe it? So we have New Troy, New Chad, and later we're going to meet another new quote-unquote version of a character in High School Musical. So it's just like, why are you doing this? Were you planning on perhaps rebooting High School Musical? Clearly they didn't because they didn't do anything with High School Musical again until a Sharpay's spinoff movie and then years later they decided to do a fucking Disney Plus show. But like, I feel like there was how they do it in some TV shows where they have like a random standalone episode that's maybe like a secret pilot for something else. They tried to do that with this movie and it didn't really work out because the new characters are terrible <laughs> well everyone's calling him rocket man and then eventually like he'll he drops the man and he just goes i'm jimmy rocket that's stupid um, i call him new troy and that's his name new troy rocket man new troy but yes they win the game everyone's excited troy can't apparently afford a new car um Oh, yeah, his parents are clearly rich. I mean, we established this back in the first movie when they go on a fucking ski vacation in the middle of, like, the mountains or whatever. Like, clearly these people are rich. They got a huge fucking house. You know, Troy certainly doesn't need any scholarships to go to college. We've established this. But for some reason, he's driving around a janky old truck that is constantly breaking down for reasons. I don't know. It's... it. I don't know. Oh, also... Also, Guys are hotter when they have shitty cars, I guess. I, I guess, don't know. You know. Also, <laughs> I keep going back to this basketball game. So during the speech where the coach is getting everybody like excited, you, you see Troy, you see Chad, you see Zeke, and then you cut to this other guy. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Why are we coming to <laughs> I'm this like, I was so funny. I'm like, oh, look, it's Jason. Who the fuck is Jason? <laughs> I think he was in the first one, but he was barely in it. But I know he's in High School Musical 2 because his whole personality is stupid guy. And in this one, his whole personality is stupid guy. And that's his thing. Like, that's it. At least in the second one, they used him more for, like, dumb guy humor. In this one, he's just there. Like, he's in the uh, actual, like, High School Musical that's in this movie. We're going to talk about that in a second. But in all of the dance numbers in the quote-unquote musical, he's in the back. Like, no one knows where the fuck this guy is. He is nowhere to be found until he pops up, like, at random times. Like, ah, Jason, you're a dumb fuck. Yeah, I am. Okay, moving on. Like, it's he's barely there. It was just so funny because, like, we spent time with Zeke in the first one. We spent time with Chad. We spent time with Troy. They're, like, important characters. I wouldn't say Zeke is an important character. I like Zeke, but he's not an important character. He had a they whole- had a subplot with him in the first movie where he was into Sharpay. That went nowhere. Then in the second movie, he was just the cook at the fucking weird golf resort. He, he's not a character. Chad and Troy, okay, they're characters. Even though Chad really is just best friend who like football and wear funny shirts. Basketball. What I say? Football? Whatever. Sport. Sporty guy. Whatever. Doesn't matter. He has an afro. That's his personality. But they're free characters we at least know. 
Right. Like Jason, okay. we don't like Jason. Okay, he's. The, I knew who Jason was. You know Maybe what? you just weren't paying sufficient attention in High School Musical Two, mm-hmm. Electric Boogaloo. But he gets a full face shot, like where's like because oh, he's a Jason. senior. We pan to all the seniors in the basketball speech scene, and we pan to Troy and Chad and Zeke, I think, and then they pan to Jason, and that's where Scott was very confused as to who this random guy is. But yeah, Scott, his significance is that he's a senior, and we need more seniors in this movie about High School Musical senior year. That's That's the thing, too. This movie... I think it's it's in that weird in-between time where sequels don't have numbers anymore. I think the official title is High School Musical 3 colon Senior Year. Yes. So it both has a number and just a random subtitle. Although now they're making a big deal about it because the new Batman, Rob Pattinson movie that's coming out, the sequel to that, is just going to be Batman 2. Good. Which everyone's like, oh my god, we're back to numbered sequels? Yeah, like let's not make a big deal out of it i hate that i hate that idea that like i I understand the cut we're getting off track now but it's fine it's high school musical three yeah exactly i I hate the concept that hollywood has come up with in the past it's like well if it's a numbered sequel people aren't gonna want to see it because they're gonna be like oh i have to see the first one wouldn't that be what you want anyway don't you want people to see more of your movies first of all second of all people that go to see fantastic beast secrets of dumbledore they know it's a sequel anyway so they're not yeah they're they're gonna want to see the first one regardless so what's the difference well okay i think it's mainly based off ticket sales for the movie at the time yes for people who are like oh i i want to see the original they're not going to go see the movie in theaters so they're not going to make as much money off that person that's stupid it, it is but that's how they think they're not going to get that person's ticket sale but mind you i mean maybe it's different because it's an action movie but john wick has numbered all of their sequels yeah. and they're up to four now so i mean you know they're definitely doing something right i don't know it's just a weird concept but the point is high school musical three is an enigma in many ways <laughs> it is but we go to troy's house where they have the trophy and they have a giant party going Ooh, on baby. because they won back to back championships oh yeah and everybody's pumped including rocket man who's like yo troy i went up to your room and took a picture in it i'm going to make my room just like yours because i am new troy my name is no longer johnny or jimmy or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is it's new troy baby I may have jerked off in your bed. It's fine. It's totally fine. I just want to be like you. <laughs> but I guess more importantly, we get our first solo scene with Troy and Gabriella. Again, the production value has definitely upped because we get their first song together. They have like so many duets in this. It feels weird. Like they have way too many duets. And most of them, like I said, are kind of bland. Like well, we get this one, which has a reprise later. Then we get the duet they do for the musical, which also has a reprise later. And that one's like eh, kind of boring. And then they have the one that I actually like that's decent. But then that gets a reprise later, too. So it's like we have like 7,000 songs that these two people sing. And I get it. They're in a relationship in real life. They still are until 2010, I think, they break up. So you want to utilize that chemistry and the fact that the people love Troy and Gabriella and all that stuff. And the whole through line for them in this movie is like, will they stay together after high school or won't they? They love each other, but they are going to separate colleges. But... 
yeah, it's just it's just too much, and you don't really feel the connection as much with them it's because they're just constantly singing bland lines at each other. Yeah, they are. And it's annoying almost. Like, shut up already. Just, like, talk to each other. But it, it's worse when they talk to each other. In the same breath, at least Gabrielle felt like she had something to do in this movie. I mean, kind of, yeah. Because right. the in second movie, she was, she was an afterthought in the fucking second yeah, movie. Yeah, but you know what's weird about this movie too it's like they build gabriella up so much in this movie because her thing is like she gets accepted into stanford early so she leaves like halfway through the school year to do like orientation at stanford and kind of start like her honors program early or whatever so she's away and she doesn't want to come back because it's going to hurt her too much to go back to her friends and then leave again so she's away for a while and then Troy makes a bit like everyone is depressed all the theater kids are depressed because Gabrielle is gone Troy's depressed travels all the way to California to go see her and be like oh you this one line like killed me it's like oh you made East High girl it changed when you got there you may be done with East High but East High is not done with you and I'm like really Gabriella listen I like Troy and Gabriella but the whole thing with Troy and Gabriella in the first movie really is that they are both kind of blank slate characters that you as the teenage audience can imprint yourself upon so to say that Gabriella is this like amazing life-altering character that changed all these kids lives and she's gone and now oh we are all lost without her. Even Miss fucking Darbus, the theater teacher, is like, well, you know, we have to soldier on without Gabriella. We're going to have a really hard time. Fuck off. Like, she's boring as a character. She is. She's boring. All her dialogue is boring. All her, her mannerisms and character is boring. Oh, God. During your whole rant there. Yes, I'm sorry. No, I, it's You know, fine. it happens. It's, but it's continue. <laughs> I just kept imagining Gabriella as Michael Corleone. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I keep trying to get out, then they just keep pulling me back in. Oh, God. <laughs> she gets away for them to just drag her back to East High. You can never truly leave Gabriella. <laughs> it sucks because, like, I don't know. Watching this again, basically with fresh eyes, because again, I didn't remember a lot going into this movie. I wanted to like root for them because their whole thing is like, oh, our love will conquer, you know, the distance and everyone telling us that, you know, we're too young to know what love really is. And I wanted to root for them. But like, it was hard. It was really hard. Again, the one song that I liked, I root for them because it's a good song and they're cute together. But then, like, immediately as soon as the song is over, they start talking again as people. And I'm like, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible dialogue. I'm bored already and I'm cringing. Oh, no. Like, it, it's just, it's hard to root for them as a couple now. I think, like Scott said, it's a real sanitized asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like I said now? Oh Yeah, no, you said it. You uh, you tried to put it on me, but I'm putting it back on you. Uh-huh. Sanitized asshole, this movie. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh god. So yeah, we, we get their first of many duets 
with uh, right here, right now, which I think is a slogan for like some fucking insurance company or something. I've certainly heard that phrase in like a commercial somewhere. It's also, I think, an 80s song. Right here, right now. Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. I think, but... isn't that right here, right now? This is what dreams are made. No, no, no that's not. <laughs> hey now. Oh, hey, it's hey now. now. Oh, okay. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you try to attribute that to lizzie mcguire movie right here right now is a song i know that it's better than this movie sorry guys but lizzie mcguire movie that's good shit so the next day we go back to school back to school to prove to coach bolton i'm not a fool and we're getting ready for the spring musical and sharpay enters Ashley Tisdale. My God. With the instrumental to Fabulous underneath her. It's quite an entrance. She has a double locker. She has her own fucking parking spot. Yes. She hires an assistant student. A.K.A. New Sharpay. (laughs) Who's different. Totally different than Sharpay because she's British. So she's a different character with her own personality and thoughts. And um, emotions, character. <laughs> we immediately cut to Sharpay wants Troy's dick again. Yeah, we do the same thing with Sharpay. It's literally all over again. It's just like, oh, Sharpay grows, becomes a friend. Sharpay goes back to being a bitch, wanting Troy's dick. Sharpay grows, becomes a friend. Sharpay goes back to being a dick and wanting Troy's dick. Yeah, it, it really, it's just all, it's because we need a villain for these movies but we can't god forbid think of something different we just completely revert sharpay's character although i'll say that she's the least villainous in this movie because i mean she does cunty things but she's not out to like completely destroy anybody i think in this movie i don't i don't care as much it doesn't seem like sharpay has her heart fully in it at this well, point well, she's just going through the motions well frankie here for you just so you can feel a little better you could say sharpay stuck to the status quo oh god <laughs> vomit um so we after the scene with sharpay being introduced we see um darvis again our theater teacher supreme and she explains basically the plot of the movie we're about to get into so the spring musical this year is going to be called senior year and the kids are going to write it and it's going to be about the future of all our graduating seniors meta which is kind of meta yeah but also it's kind of like a big fuck you to all the underclassmen like oh okay we're just gonna be doing this musical that we're gonna have nothing to do with and we're just gonna like be background dancers because we're not seeing like okay like i get it high school theater is basically like that anyway with underclassmen but still like you shouldn't just put it in their faces like that well let's let's see there's nobody else in this theater department that isn't a senior really what do you mean where where do you think all these background dancers come from from the Uh, fucking uh numbers she grabs cheerleaders It's, it's it's fuckery it's typical high school theater political fuckery But Darvis also reveals that there are Juilliard people coming to the school because... Yes, save their seats. There are four students who are up for a Juilliard scholarship. There's Sharpay and Ryan, who is played by Lucas Graviel, who is Sharpay's brother. We have Kelsey, who's our resident pianist slash songwriter. And Troy is also up for a Juilliard scholarship. (gasps) 
He is very confused by this because he doesn't know who sent the application to Juilliard because he didn't write it. And uh, that is our mystery for the movie. Yeah. (laughs) That is forgotten completely because even though he didn't put in his application, he's still taking it seriously and like doing the musical with an effort to like impress Juilliard people. Yeah. Troy has a whole thing like, where should I go to college? Even though once you're a senior and once you're past like January, everybody knows where they're going to college. But his whole thing is like he wants to go to, well, his father wants him to go to University of Albuquerque, which is his alma mater. And he's got a basketball scholarship. Yippee. But he's secretly applied to other schools and has gotten offers from them. But he hasn't told his dad or anybody else, really. And he's still thinking about where he wants to go. So that's, again, his query is like, where's my future going to go? It's basically the same thing that he was dealing with in High School Musical 2, except in this movie, they don't inexplicably turn Troy into an asshole for no reason. (laughs) No, no. They make his father the asshole. Yeah. But to be fair, he's kind of an asshole throughout. Well, in the second movie, he's not really in it. But in the first movie, he was an asshole, too, because he's like, why are you fucking playing songs and shit? What are those boys doing in a tree? Like, you know, that's also a thing in this movie at one point, because Troy has a thing with trees. He has a tree house. He's always climbing up trees, going up onto the rooftop with the plants and shit. And at one point, Gabriella just asked him, what is your thing with being up in trees? And he's like, I think better when I'm up here. It's like, all right, all right, sweetie. And uh, so just touching on this mystery real quick of who who nominated Troy for Juilliard. Mm -hmm. It is so unsatisfying at the end. Well, let's be you got it wrong, though, because the first thing out of your mouth when the whole mystery started was like, oh, it can't be Miss Darbus. That's for sure. And then spoiler alert, like towards, you know, later in the movie, we find out that Miss Darbus is the one who sent in his application. And Scott was like, well, I didn't guess it because it was too obvious. It is. It's really not. It is really obvious. I don't think it's that obvious. You said it might be his dad which is like the least no plausible one no it's not because let's if you think about it this way like the reason i missed I and then s- you were like is it his mom who said all of one line in the entire trilogy <laughs> oh, i think well she had another line in this one. <laughs> oh, okay oh yes i made a salad for you boys that was her line or no she had a second effect. one where she was like guys you have guests you get down from that tree Okay, yeah, again, Troy's up in a tree. It, it doesn't matter. You got it wrong. Accept it. <laughs> no. Let's just sit there in your wrongness and be wrong. It, it was so dumb. When you think about like a script, it's like, oh, this would be the first choice. Let's think of something that wouldn't, especially if we're going to create a mystery well, around it. Well, the first choice would be Gabriella. No, it wouldn't be Gabriella. Because she, she thinks he's no. so good. She's told him to his no. face, you're so good at, no. b- at singing and stuff. Why would she... if? Love was the conquer all. She wouldn't send him to Juilliard across the country if she's Either going way, to Stanford. He's going to be across the country if he's in Albuquerque it's and still she's closer in to California. S- yeah, New Mexico is a lot closer to California well, okay. than fucking New York. <laughs> True. But hey, he'd be with Sharpay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what she wants. Because uh, after this, we, we do get the fabulous song, the, the diet fabulous in I Want It All, 
where uh, she sings with Ryan and it's a whole big production. Again, the, the production value in this movie is significantly larger. Basically, this whole song is to gas Ryan up and be like, we're going to be famous and so cool. And all you have to do, Ryan, is butter up Kelsey, the songwriter, so she can give us the best songs in the musical because she usually gives all the best songs to Troy and Gabriella. But you can butter her up and like get closer to her and use your friendship with her friendship to get us the good songs. Yeah, send the coded gay character to flirt with the, to the other female character. Yeah, Let, let's talk about Ryan for a second. So Ryan in this movie is again um, went backwards. No, he didn't. He, he felt still like friends with everyone. He's still friends with everybody, but he felt like he was like under Sharpay's thumb again. He he went backwards, kind of in his relationship with Sharpay. That's true. Because he, but he he talks back to her though. He's like, wait, um, there's only one Juilliard scholarship, just one, and there's two of us. And Sharpay's like, well, <laughs> we're twins, so they'd have to take both of us. And Scott are like, no, that's not how that's not how it works. But anyway, the actor Lucas Grabeel apparently went on record at the time and was like, hey, I really want Ryan to come out in this movie as gay. And um, Disney was like, no. <laughs> Disney was just like, nah, not going to do that. So instead, they tried to pair him up with Kelsey, I guess. But it, it seems like they abandoned this whole subplot of Ryan getting close to Kelsey and using her, quote unquote, they gave up on that like halfway through the movie because if they were going to keep that going throughout the whole movie, what would have happened is Ryan starts to try to maybe use Kelsey. Then he decides he really likes her. They go to prom together, have a great time. And then at some point, Kelsey realizes that he was supposed to be using her and she gets mad at him. They separate and then get back together and they're ah, but uh, no, they didn't do any of that because it just seemed like they were half-assing it to appease Disney executives that were like, okay, we'll kind of just pair him off with Kelsey so we can make sure he doesn't look gay. Meanwhile, he's wearing pink pants and fedoras through the whole movie. Okay, sure. He's totally butch and straight. Well, <laughs> and then we had the whole thing about like when you think back to High School Musical too, and I don't dance with him and fucking Chad changing clothes. Yeah, ooh baby. And we have to keep in mind too that Kenny Ortega is the director who is also gay. So it just seemed like they were doing the bare minimum that they had to do for the Disney executives, and then in every other way possible trying to slyly infer that Ryan is not into women uh, without actually saying it. So it just seems like that's the tea. But also, I think Ryan is kind of the unsung hero of this movie because he is the choreographer for this school musical as well as Kelsey is the songwriter and composer, right? So they're basically putting all of this together from scratch both of them and Ryan choreographs some pretty huge numbers and uh yeah he definitely is the unsung hero to the point where Scott multiple times was like Ryan better get this fucking Juilliard scholarship I'm telling you right now he better get like you were invested in Ryan's story more than anybody else's I feel like which made me happy but like yeah this movie got real meta real quick with like musical numbers are are they in the play are they in the dream sequence are they like in the show like it just it it all kind of melted into like what are we doing here 
Yeah. And then um, we get another scene leading into, like I've been saying, guys, the one song that I like in this movie, (laughs) Troy and Gabriella meet on the infamous rooftop garden. Ah, yes. And he asks her to prom. And they sing a song called Can I Have This Dance? And I think it's really cute. They The the theme of the prom supposedly is the last waltz. So they waltz around on the rooftop and sing to each other. And it's it's cute. It's not like the best song in the world. It's no breaking free, okay? But in the pantheon of High School Musical 3 songs, which is a very tiny, tiny pantheon, it's probably the best song. <laughs> God. But yeah, then we get some more shit with like the fucking new next generation people. The new Chad and new Troy essentially get hazed oh, yeah. by original Chad and Troy and it's weird. They would totally be suspended. They're in a towel and the older guys, they take their clothes so the young ones are running around naked in a towel through the entire school and then when they, they end on the stage while they're doing rehearsals for the musical and Gabriella and Taylor, who is her BFF and Chad's girlfriend, she's played by Monique Coleman. And they're on the yearbook committee. So immediately they see two young freshman boys in towels and they're like, ah, quick, take out your cameras for the yearbook. And it's like, wait, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Inappropriate. Inappropriate. <laughs> People are getting suspended. People are getting expelled. And yet, Miss Darvis. Darvis. Darvis, Darvis, who cares? Miss Darvis gives the two new boys who had their clothes stolen and were forced to run around the school naked, gives them detention. Does she not give Chad and Troy detention? No, she gives them detention. Oh, well, they earned it. They're the new Chad and the new Troy. They have to get used to this, being in trouble all the time. And then you know what should have happened. They should have had a scene where they were those two guys were in detention, new Troy and new Chad, and then they were in a, you know, a set fucking cardboard tree painting it or something, and then Troy's dad, the coach, just barged in, what are those two boys doing in a tree? <laughs> well, basketball season's over. He can't do anything anymore. But yeah, then we get another fucking song. One of the only, like, happy songs in the movie, which is about prom. Chad asks Taylor to prom. He's marginally romantic in asking her to prom, and she says yes, and then immediately after, he's like, oh, I gotta go shoot some hoops. <laughs> I have to do something manly to get the stink of well, nice guy no, off of me. Well, no, he, he do, first he does something slick, which was, like, really cool, like, so yeah, uh, I'm going suit shopping. You wanna, like, he does a slick little, like, asking her to prom, and she's like, no, well, you gotta ask me better than that. Well, I think I think all she was asking for was like the bare minimum of he like. He gave her the bare minimum. She wanted extravagant of him to embarrass himself. No, he didn't ask her to prom though. In that first scene, he was like, "Oh, I have to go get a tux," and she's like, "For what? For prom? That's not asking someone no, to prom." No, he was. He, he didn't do it just like that. It was that's, a no. That's essentially thing. what it was. No, that's not asking a person no, to prom. No, she wanted something extravagant. She wanted him to fucking stand on the table with flowers and go stick to the. You know. <laughs> he, he, she wanted him to fucking imitate Scream fucking 2. What? Scream 2? Yeah. What a reference. <laughs> what, <laughs> for what? What do you mean? He stands on the table and sings to fucking 
Sydney Prescott that he's in love with oh, her. Oh, fucking who is that? Jer- Jerry O'Connell? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's who we want to emulate. <laughs> so yeah, then we get some more songs. We get uh, the the other fucking duet with fucking Troy and Gabriella. We get the musical one, which is just want to be with you. It's boring. I don't care. I'm I only bored. Wanna, I only want to be with you. <laughs> then there's another song. It's uh, we have dubbed it the cringiest song of the of the of oh the discography. My. Oh my god! The boys are back. Chad and Troy are at a garage fixing Troy's car. I feel like the only reason that Troy had a fucked up car in this movie was for this song, which annoys me <laughs> because the song is so bad. And like it's like I said, most of the songs are bad, but this song is extra bad because not only are the lyrics bland and boring, but the choreography, the vibe between Chad and Troy in this song is cringy as fuck and i know what you're thinking guys high school musical cringy what i'm so surprised no i get it but just trust me this is like 10 times worse than any other cringy song in high school musical and the whole purpose of this song is like oh chad and troy you know they're growing up and like oh well we used to be friends since we were little kids and we could do anything we wanted to be we could be superheroes yeah why can't we just keep doing that and it's just i don't know it's it's weird and it feels like it doesn't fit and it's it's just so awkwardly done troy is wearing a bandana around his head (laughs) oh yeah it's just hard to explain how cringy this is. There's choreography with tires. There's a mini Troy and mini Chad. They cross their arms at, like and just stand back to back. Like they're on some fucking early 90s album cover. Like I just don't understand it. Oh, and there's dumpster Bec- people that come out of nowhere. Yeah, the fucking garbage pail kids come out of the woodwork as background dancers at one point. And by that point in the song, I'm just like, okay, this is the welcome relief to the cringiness. Because by that point, they're just dancing. I'm like, okay, please just keep doing this for the next 20 seconds and then end the song. And then, no, (laughs) it just keeps going. It's by far the worst of of all of them, I think. It's definitely up there. It's just weird. But thankfully, that ends. And then we get, like, some more actual plot from the movie. We find out that Gabriella got early acceptance into Stanford, and New Sharpay actually overhears it. The new generation, people are just totally useless. It just adds an extra complicated step to things that don't really need to exist. So New Sharpay overhears Gabriella talking about her being accepted early into Stanford. Then she tells Sharpay. Then Sharpay tells Troy. And it's like, okay, well, you could have just skipped the whole new Sharpay part. and then, But it's fine. Who cares? Anyway, Sharpay tells Troy, oh, she's probably didn't tell you about it because, you know, she doesn't want to hurt you. And she's thinking about not going because she, she loves you so much. So, <laughs> so then... The only um, reason she would stay is... You. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Sharpay. You don't know a goddamn thing. Shut up. Uh, so, yeah, they have this, like, cute romantic thing together. It's sweet, sort of, and kind of cheesy and stupid. But then he's like, hey, 
you can't not go to Stanford. You have to go. And she's like, I just want to be crazy for once. My mom's had to stick up my ass for all my life. And now I just want to do something crazy. I want to stay with you. And he's like, "Uh, just go. It'll be fine. What? You don't have to say goodbye. We're going to make it, kid. And she's like, no, bitch, probably not. (laughs) So she says, my mom's selling the house. (laughs) Yeah, that was very odd. The whole thing was weird. So, yeah, this song, Walk Away, it's basically uh troy and gabriella just talking about moving on and being separated from each other not necessarily breaking up but just not being around each other every day and how that sucks and stuff and gabriella again like in high school musical with that shitty sad song she did in that movie she's like walking down the stairs very sadly and (laughs) as she's doing so things disappear from her house and scott's like is she like moving is her mom moving i'm like i don't think so that doesn't make any sense and then sure enough at the end of the song there's a for sale sign in front of the house and i'm like why is she wait what (laughs) Why is the mom leaving? Because the mom's following her to California. But why? She can't fucking live on her own for like kids. You know, college kids do that all the time. I've never heard of parents moving to the state where their kids go to college is up and moving. Meanwhile, I mean, she's a single mom and she has no other kids. But like you've been living here for three years now. You don't have anything set up like you don't have job or anything. Nope. And also, Gabriella was like, maybe I can convince my mom to let me stay in Albuquerque. Da, 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 da. But you, you know, if that's the case, you know your mom's had the house on the market. Like, I don't think she's just going to not. It doesn't make any sense. But I guess it doesn't have to make sense. But yes, as Frankie said earlier, now the whole school is sad. Oh, yes. Gabriella. Gabriella's gone. Gabriella meant so much. But now the school is sad. So Sharpay has to take Gabriella's part. Oh, no. And new Sharpay has to take old Sharpay's part. So she's now Sharpay. Uh, I don't care. <laughs> Troy is the only one that has like a legitimate reason to be depressed. And he is. He's sad. He misses Gabriella and he's unsure about what he's going to do with his life. U of A Juilliard. Other school that we don't know. Maybe Until the other very school. end. Um, so yeah, he ends up fighting with his dad who's like, you know, what team? Wildcats! Get your head in the game! Red Hawks! Red okay, Hawks! sure. Troy responds by driving off in his shitty truck to East High to dance around and do a diet version of Bet On It okay. from High School Musical 2. Called Scream. Yeah. Which is a Michael Jackson song from like the 90s, which I wouldn't even bring up, but the way that Zac Efron does the choreography and even like the singing in this song it kind of is giving me diet 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 Michael Jackson vibes like he's trying it just seems like the vibe is trying to be Michael Jackson in that song scream and why oh also why are you doing that <laughs> the hallway spinning and Troy's on the walls oh the yeah ceiling. they do like the weird yeah that weird uh, effect thing which again you know 11 million dollar budget I guess and also like he has the thing again like he did in the first movie where he passes by his big fucking picture on the wall for some reason they have a banner of his face just in the cafeteria in this movie why I've never seen that in my life in a high school well, they're back-to-back state champions, Frankie. Oh, shut up. But, of course, he ends up on the stage. With his fucking Wildcats jersey on, because... 
Oh yeah, because he had to take off his big baby. He had to take off his original shirt to put on the Wildcat jersey. And what team? We we didn't even talk about the CGI basketballs. Oh yes, oh god. There guys, there's CGI basketballs falling from the sky onto Zach Efron. It's the most ridiculous thing. See, I I don't think you're understanding. CGI basketballs raining down on this man and he's looking up into the sky as if they're really coming now like we really believe it's so bad why does high school musical need cgi can you think of a movie that would need less cgi than high school musical 3 i fucking can't but yeah finally we get on to the stage the end of the song and not only has he broken into the school after hours, Miss Darbus is still here. And her excuse is, well, I have to figure out how to replace Gabriella Montez with Sharpay Evans. And it's like, are you kidding me, lady? Like, shut up. You loved Sharpay in the first. Get out of here. There should be a janitor walking in the background going, what the fuck are you people doing here? <laughs> Why are you people dancing? I'm trying to clean the toilets here, and you are dancing around, making an ass out of yourself. Get the fuck out. <laughs> but yeah, she. this is where she admits, like, I recommended you to Juilliard. <gasps> and it's just like, really? Th- really? Ugh. And she's like, I hope you're not mad that I did an application for you. And it's like, well, if I were Troy, I would be a little annoyed by that. Because, yeah, I got enough fucking problems, lady. Like, I don't need you applying to schools for me. So Troy decides, after now Gabriella kind of goes, I'm not coming back for prom or graduation. It's he, too painful. He decides, I'm driving to Stanford. Now, this is where we get the reprise of Can I Have This Dance? And I gotta be honest, like, I I liked this. I, I liked it because it's super romantic that he drove all night to go see her and be with her on prom. He gave up, He mind you, he's the most popular guy in school. Put yourself back into high school mode, okay? This guy's the most popular dude in school, and he drove hours and hours to go see his girlfriend for prom so he could have a prom dance with her and skipped his prom to be with her like that's sweet yes it's very romantic and they dance and he's like if i'm gonna dance with anybody at prom it's not gonna be anybody else but you and i was like oh and then they dance and they sing the song again and it's really really sweet yes and then his car gets towed wait no (laughs) it should because technically he doesn't have a visitor's pass for stanford i would assume so yeah this causes troy to shuffle Gabrielle into the car so they can drive back to New Mexico. Oh yeah, that's when he's like, oh, East High's not done with you. Let's go back and do the musical. And um, that's when we get new Troy getting a text from original Troy saying, hey man, uh, I've been driving all night to get there. I'm not going to make it for the first act, so you're going to have to step in and be my understudy. And he's like, what? Oh my God, is crazy. And we get the first act of the musical uh, and it's a shit show. New Troy essentially embarrasses the fuck out of Sharpay, and she's pissed off. And then original Troy and Gabriella show up, and they just redo the song that Troy was supposed to do with Sharpay, but got fucked up. So they're like, okay, we're going to just do it again with the actual people we care about. Okay, here we go. And then they do the song, Troy and Gabriella, and they're so happy. Yay, life is wonderful. 
Oh, God. So we do this whole show, and then there's a graduation segment at the end of the show. Yay! This is the ending! Ending is good. I like the ending of well, this movie. Well, there's our fake graduation. In our right, mu- in the musical, there's the graduation. Where everyone has to announce where they're going, basically. Right. Gabrielle yeah. Montez, Stanford, pre-law. Ah, like... Sam Winchester. Yes, like Sam. So Gabriella is going to get a call from perhaps some long lost brother saying that, um, you know, their dad hasn't been home in a few days and they have to go off hunting monsters. Well, how long? Huh? When when did Supernatural start? 2005. Oh, so he's way gone. He's long gone from Stanford at that point when she's going to Stanford. Yeah, no, they they did not meet in Stanford, unfortunately. Imagine imagine the crossover (laughs) between High School Musical and Supernatural. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. Uh, Ryan and Kelsey both get into Juilliard. Yeah! In this wild decision that Juilliard's accepting two people. Sharpay Sharpay gets stuck in University of Albuquerque studying theater. (laughs) But she's going to keep working here to stop new Sharpay. Oh, fun. Troy comes up and goes, well, I have all these random choices, but I've decided I'm going to Cal. Yeah, he's going to go to Berkeley and study theater on a basketball scholarship, which doesn't make sense. Well, you can start like... Basketball scholarship is just playing basketball, but he can do whatever he wants with his degree, technically. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I get it. Just, it's, it's just most athletes tend to do stuff that to, that's is going like, to like make them money. <laughs> well, no. Well, they usually do like either business-oriented stuff or health-oriented right, stuff. Right, yeah. I guess that's why it sounded weird when he said it. But they're, it's, they have a funny moment when, remember that guy Jason that we talked about in the beginning? Remember him? They're like, hey, Jason, you did it. You graduated. And, and Jason's he's like, like, yeah. I did. I did it. <laughs> I'm going to go manage fucking KFC. And Chad is going to play basketball at UNA and Chad's not there. Where's Chad? Yeah. <gasps> oh, um, my God. They have a cute like little BFF moment between Chad and Troy because they've kind of established throughout this movie that you know they don't want to be separated because they're BFS. Honestly, I feel like the chemistry is better between Troy and Chad in this movie than Troy and Gabriella, which is weird. I, I feel like there should have been a thing here though where Troy tries to make it so Chad is like, hey, you, you can actually be the star now, you can be the leader. That's true, like, that's absolutely true, yeah. And they're gonna like Chad makes a point, like, well, does uh. What what is it? Does Cal play U of A? And he's like, yeah, if we do, we kick your ass in November. He's uh, like, yeah. So they're still going to be best friends. That makes me happy. And then, um, oh, they also established with Chad and Taylor, too, which they don't really, like, address a lot because they're clearly, like, the token black couple of this high school, which is kind of weird. And that's been, like, throughout the whole trilogy. But their relationship definitely has a more laid-back vibe than Troy and Gabriella. Like, Chad and Taylor give off a very much, like, hey, we know we're going in different directions. Taylor's going to Yale. He's going to go play basketball. And he specifically says to Troy at one point, like, hey, you know, you never keep the girl after high school. We're going to go to college and basically sling our dicks around. Like, that's the vibe you get from Chad. And Taylor seems like she's cool with that. They have a vibe of, like, we're going to break up, but then, like, in 10 years when we meet up at the high school reunion, we're definitely going to bang and, like, have a good time. Which is, like, that's, you know, that's nice. That's a mature way to look at life and a relationship. That's cool. But, yeah, uh, they cut to real graduation, which is where I started getting, like, actual feels. Oh, wait, we didn't mention. 
during the musical graduation scene, did you realize what they were singing oh. in the background? Yeah, I realized. While everyone was talking about where yeah. they were going to college, the, all the background kids were singing. We're all in this together. <laughs> it was very quiet and in the background and sl- a slower version, but they did a slow version of we're all in this together. And I thought that was cute, kind of. It was funny and like sweet and, f- and cute because it's like the biggest song that came out of the first movie. But finally, we get to real graduation, and Troy is giving a speech. Is Troy valedictorian? I'm we don't not know. quite sure. He might just be giving a speech because Wildcats captain of wildcats does the captain of the football team get a speech at graduation i guess if you football w- i keep saying football it's basketball what's wrong with me so yeah we get graduation scene and we get an actual song called high school musical which is diet we're all in this together diet any end song in any musical ever and then our main characters chad troy gabriella um troy Gabriella, Chad, Taylor, Ryan, Sharpay. Are walking up. and then up, the cur- the, up the field. Up yeah. the field and then the curtain closes and you're like, Yeah. Where did that curtain come it's from? It's so <laughs> cute though. It doesn't matter. And then a big marquee comes down, high school musical. And then they turn around to face the camera. And this is kind of weird. They turn around to face the camera and the camera pans to each one of their faces. And it just holds on them for a few seconds. As they're mugging and they're like. Yeah. It almost seems like. In post, they were planning on putting like their names and who they're played by. Chad, played by Corbin comes Blue. Off, yeah, it comes off very much like a sitcom-y opening type thing. Like, you know, like in 80s sitcoms where they yeah. have so-and-so played by such-and-such. But they didn't do that. It kind of looks awkward. But also, for me, I kind of, like, I felt things. I was like, oh, like, it's over. Like, this is it. And to, to think, like, even if some of those people in that six did not have huge like a-list careers Th- this movie jump-started their all their careers like and now it's done and it's like sweet and i don't know i felt things don't judge me for feeling things fuck you <laughs> and that was high school musical free we are done <laughs> that's the that's the subtitle <laughs> high school musical three colon we are done <laughs> Scott, what'd you think? Jesus Christ. Where does this measure up with the other high school musicals for you? It made me realize I think I had the first two too lowly rated. <laughs> it's so boring for most of it that you're like... It is, unfortunately. When you sit there and you realize you're taking from this, you're taking from this, you're taking... Like, the parts don't equal the whole. Yeah. And that's a problem. And it just feels like, oh, we have all this money, but we really had no idea what the fuck to do with it. The the plot's idiotic. It, the plot is barely there, but yeah, what's there is kind of like boring and stupid. The problem is, though, it's not fun bad. Like, High School Musical 2, even though I look on it more fondly because of nostalgia, I can recognize that it's just plain bad. Like, it's it's not good at all, but at least there are a couple of good songs in there and you can laugh at how bad it is. This one, you can't really... It's not funny bad. It's just kind of boring bad, which is 
you know, I prefer funny bad. Yeah, like I definitely prefer funny bad. Scott, what what? So w- give me your ratings of the High School Musical trilogy the f- here, so we can understand. The first one is went from a one and a half to a two out of five stars. Out uh-huh. of five stars, the second one went from a one to a one and a half, <laughs> and this one is very soft, a very very soft one and a half. Okay, so I'll say. I kind of had a similar reaction to you um, as far as my ratings. So before rewatching High School Musical 3, I had all of the High School Musical films rated as a three out of five stars. And I felt that that was wrong. So I switched it up. I changed High School Musical 1 to a three and a half because it's the shit. I don't want to hear anybody fucking adding me, including Film Rage. Guys, fuck you. I like High School Musical, and you can't tell me any different. <laughs> we okay. love you guys, though. I love you. I do. They know I love them. I'm fucking around, but you, you, fuck you. <laughs> High School Musical. Yeah, so I 3.5 for the first one, because just nostalgia-wise, it, it means a lot to me. It makes me really happy. And it's a guilty pleasure. What do you want from me? High School Musical 2 is a 3. It stays at a 3 for me. Is it good? No, but it's fun to watch because it's so bad it's good for me. And High School Musical 3, I bumped it down to 2.5 because while I do like one song out of the fucking, what, 14 songs total, including all the reprises, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't do it. And... I also did like the ending, but it's not great. I probably won't watch it again. I'll listen to the the, the song. I'll I'll listen to the uh, "We're All in This Together" slow version just for funsies to make Scott mad while we're in the car. But other than that, yeah, I'll I'll just leave it where it is and say goodbye to it. But hey, Disney Channel. We could pitch you a high school musical reunion. Give us a call. Yeah, literally, like, I have so many ideas. We have to have, first of all, like I said, we have to have Chad and Taylor come back together and, like, bang just for funsies. Ryan has to be actually gay. Ryan Ryan has to come out. He has to, like, come on. It's 2023, guys. We did jokingly pitch that Sharpay's bringing them all together because she's dying, but we can let oh that go. Oh, my God. I said that. It was very so operatic. I was like, she's dying of cancer, and she just wants one thing before she dies. She wants everyone to do a musical again. And it's like, mind you, I don't think Sharpay would necessarily want... I think she'd want a Sharpay show. Maybe, or maybe cancer has softened her heart and realized she's a cunt, and oh. the universe is punishing her by giving her cancer. Well, now she's 30. Um, so. um, but yeah, and then uh, we were trying to figure out if Troy and Gabrielle are still together, or if they were together and maybe got divorced, or I don't know. We could go either way on that. We could figure it out. We could get fucking Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens back together, guys. We can do it. We can we can do it. <laughs> we can do it. We can do it. I don't know if we want to do that, but it's it's fine. The problem is I wouldn't want them to sanitize it like a sanitized asshole. No, but we can do this for you. You should, you should again. Yeah. Call give us. us give us give us a chance. We can Degrassi this shit up. We can make it real. Um. Yeah. So uh, we've done another three cool now. Thankfully for some of you, we're done with High School Musical. And next week... The rage continues. Yeah, we're going to do a, a final threequel to finish up Threequel Month. It's going to be one of the most infamous 
third movies in a franchise ever and one that really pisses a lot of people off but i haven't seen it in a while so i'm curious to watch it again with fresh eyes <sighs> scott is maybe not so curious but this that's what makes it funny guys we're gonna do this it's gonna be great anyway uh until then this has been shoot the flick i'm frankie sparks and i'm scott eisenberg Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out all of our episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast. And make sure you come back next week for our creepy crawly super duper movie adventure. Does he have his name and number on the back of his tux? <gasps> oh, that was great. Oh, Chad, you're killing it, bro. Killing it! High school music.